This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello and welcome to the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin and I'm very excited today to have Tracy Madsen back on. We've had her on a couple times. This is actually our second time recording this episode because I lost it the first time. (laughs) That's how life goes. But thanks so much, Tracy, for not only doing this interview once, but a second time. Oh, my pleasure. So for those of you who haven't met Tracy, you've maybe seen her in the Facebook community. She has taught a few of the courses that are in the Pufford Academy. Um, She has been a dog trainer for, what, over two decades, right, Tracy? Um, With a strong emphasis on rescue dogs, especially those that have been in, you know, really poor situations where maybe they were abused or abandoned or, um, you know, those types of things. And so, The topic that we're going to talk about today is right up Tracy's alley. It's about bringing home your dog for the first time, kind of what you do those first couple days, even those first few hours, you know, uh, whether it's a puppy or a rescue dog that's older, these principles will apply for any dog that you're bringing into your home for the first time. So I'm really, really excited to get through this topic with, with Tracy. So thanks again. And uh, again, thanks for the patience on me losing the recording. I get, I guess technology sometimes just gets the best of us. Oh yeah. Me more than you. (laughs) Well, it happens. So, all right, here we go. Round two then on this episode. Um, let's get right to it. How, so when you first bring home a dog, whether it's a rescue or a puppy or one that you're fostering, what do you do in those first couple hours? Like the very first moments that you're bringing your dog home, how do you approach it? Well, the first thing I do is kind of just let them acclimate and let them like sniff their environment. Um, it depends on if there's other pets. So um, probably if it's a rescue, um, they've done a meet and greet before. But if you're bringing home a new puppy, um, I will, you know, like introduce if there's other dogs in the house, introduce them like outside, not not inside. And then I just kind of let the dog explore and learn their new environment. Really, the only first training um, aspect that I start right off the bat is potty training. So mm. I, um, depending on the dog, sometimes I will have a leash on them so I can keep them with me. Um, so if they start to sniff or act like they're going to go potty, and a lot of dogs will potty more if they're nervous. So right off the bat, I take them out. So I show them where the back door is. Um, I have a dog door, so I start teaching them how to use the dog door. And so I start potty training right off the bat. But other than that, I kind of give them a couple of hours and sometimes a couple of days to acclimate. Mm. So I want to go back to the point you made of if you have another dog in the home, you usually try and have them meet not inside the house. Can you tell some people might be wondering why would you do that? Well, you want to meet as much on neutral territory as you can. So, like, if I bring a dog home for board and trainer, if I'm fostering, I will always introduce the dog outside. Mm. And um, because I know my dogs, I, I know that they're okay meeting in the yard. Um, but if you're if you're introducing, like, two adult dogs, I recommend, like, going for a walk together, just on leash. So, they're, they're still going to be sniffing and gathering all kinds of information. Um, but I just go for a walk on, on neutral grounds. And a lot of times with rescue dogs, we will have already done that um, at the rescue anyway. But if, you know, even if you have an adult dog and you're bringing home a puppy, it's a good idea to just go for a walk, kind of let them get used to each other on neutral ground. 
And the reason for that is so that there's no like resource guarding or like territorial. Um, that the more that you can set the dog up for success, and and if you have multiple dogs, like I will bring one dog out at a time, and because I don't want like my three dogs rushing out and mm. you know like overwhelming a new dog, so I will do one at a time, and then if all goes well, then I I let them all play together. Mm, I love that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's important to, like you said, do as much as we can to set our dogs up for success. Um, so on on that point, you know, you were saying you give them a few hours, definitely at least a few hours to just acclimate and smell. And depending on the dog situation, maybe a couple of days, you know, at what point do you say, okay, I'm going to start getting into like a training schedule? Um, so, and again, sometimes it depends. So with puppies, I start, and with, well, well, really with every dog, I will start with um, setting up a structure and predictability because dogs like that. It's when they're left to their own, you know, they make up the rules as they go. So it's really important to set up that structure. So we start with, um, you know, this is where, this is when you're fed and this is the spot you're fed because I see dogs in like a certain spot. Um, and then, you know, we'll do walks, we'll do training. Um, and I also will start every dog that I bring home to the board and train learns how to, to do crate training. Mm. And, um, and with puppies, I'll, I'll kind of start really easy with them and just start doing like teaching them their name with the clicker. So, mm. um, you know, or, or clicking when they focus on me on their own. And then I teach a cue with that. and then and then cue that. So if I have a small puppy, like seven to 16 weeks, I start out with easy stuff. So just name recognition, focusing on me, potty training, crate training. Um, If it's an older dog, then we might start with like sit for your food, just so that they learn predictability and they learn this is what I do every time. And they learn to like, you know, predict when their food's coming, when their training session's coming, when their walk's coming, things like that. I like that. And and I think, you know, that principle of predictability, we're talking about it in the sense of when your dog first comes home, but I think that's so important forever, really, right? I mean, yes, like you're saying, dogs, they, they like the predictability, they like being able to know what's going to happen. Um, and, and it's part of the 30 Day Perfect Pup course, we have like a little printout for those of you who are in the course that are listeners, um, that has just kind of like a loose schedule of, you know, this is when you put them in the crate, this is when you take them out to the bathroom, playtime, feeding times, all those things. And I think the more that you can do that as a pup parent, the more important it is. So after... Yes. And it looks- yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It will help with potty training too. Mm. If you get on a schedule like taking your puppy out first thing in the morning, half hour after eating, after a nap, like things like that, and you just get in that that structure and dogs learn to predict things, then it, it's going to help in all aspects. I like it. So after you've gone through kind of the basic ones, and, and maybe I'll look more at puppies first. And then we'll talk about rescue. Okay. So, so with a puppy, once you do the name recognition um, and and kind of the more basic stuff, maybe for the first few days, you know, at what point do you start going into more complex behaviors, or does it just depend on the dog's learning speed, or how, how do you usually approach that? Yeah. So, um, so learning is the the behavior of one. So I take each dog as an individual. So it kind of depends, but. Um, let's just say we have a well-balanced puppy. Um, I'm going to start incorporating 
um, so because the socialization aspect is so critical for those seven to 16 week old puppies, I'm going to start with socialization. So different floor surfaces, different sounds. Um, I have apps on my iPad and I'll introduce sounds slowly. Like where I live, we have thunderstorms and lots of fireworks. So I start desensitizing them to those kinds of sounds like cars going by, um, cows, horses, things like that. So it might just be on a walk, but you know, I'll start pairing like, oh, look, there's a cow, here's a tree. Mm. So things that are novel to like your environment, I start to socialize the puppy to because um, more dogs are relinquished to shelters due to behavioral issues that stem from not being properly socialized. So that's why I have a big emphasis on socialization. So, you know, like different floor surfaces, I'll toss treats onto plastic and have the dog walk on the plastic to get the treat. And then, like I said, sounds. Um, I, I'm always really careful with other dogs because during that time, you don't want your dog to have a bad experience with another dog, but they do need to have good experiences. So like, you know, puppy social, you know, puppy playtime, things like that will do. And then I start with easy behaviors, like, you know, sit for your food, wait to go out the door. And then I just pretty much teach them, this is what your routine is going to be. Um, I always put in enrichment, whether it's a rescue dog, adult dog, or puppy. We start doing snuffle mats, nose work, um, problem-solving toys, because a little bit of stress for puppies is actually good. The, the use stress is good for them. And so we want them to, to you know, like figure out easy things for the, for the young puppies. Um, and then that helps them gain confidence. And then they're, they're very well-balanced adult dogs. I love that. Great. Those are great ideas. So uh, when you were talking about, um, you know, maybe your dog gaining confidence. So let's talk about the flip side of if you bring a rescue home and they're really struggling to acclimate. I know you've had some plenty of firsthand experiences with that. How do you approach that when, you know, you take those few days and your dog really just seems to still be they're either shy or nervous or having lots of potty issues? How do you approach those situations? Yeah. Well, in a lot of a lot of behaviors come from learning history, genetics, um, things like that. So, you know, we, we kind of have to take that into account. And since we don't know a lot of rescue dogs backgrounds, um, sometimes we know they don't come from, from good situations, but it's really important to take your time and never force a shy or fearful dog to do something that they're not comfortable doing. So, I take it really slow with those guys. It might be just going for walks at first and letting them. Um, so the first thing that I do with those kinds of dogs is develop a trust and a bond between the dog and I. So that might just be feeding, going for walks, doing fun games like nose work, snuffle mats, um, things like that. Because if the dog can get over the fear with you, and then they're more likely to, to trust you then it's going to be easier. But, and sometimes it is baby steps with some of these like feral dogs or really shy, fearful dogs. Um, in fact, I'm working with a couple through Pupford with the one-on-one -on -one training and they have a very, very shy, fearful dog. And it's, it's a very slow process, but it's so, it's so rewarding. I went through it with Hallie, which is how I got into training, but um, yeah, learning never, never to push them beyond what they're um, comfortable with. And always giving them the agency to say, um, nope, I, I'm not comfortable with that. 
Mm. Um, and then allowing them to opt out if they want to, because if they know they have a choice, then they're more willing to try again and trust that, that you're not going to force them to do something. Mm. So with a rescue dog, sometimes it's going to be a lot slower. And then I'll just start with potty training, crate training, building trust, building confidence, things like that. I love that. And, and one point to the listeners as well, you know, Tracy is referring to rescues, shy and fearful dogs, but that principle of not asking your dog to do more than they're able to, or, you know, not getting on your own timeline. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I made as a first time pup parent when I got my puppy Sunny was that I had this mindset of, okay, I'm going to teach her this by X date or like, oh, she's five months old. She should be able to do this by now. Or why is this still an issue? And when you, when you look back, those were all timelines and expectations that I set that it doesn't matter. Like what, what we want as humans, obviously we have goals we're working towards with our dogs, but our expectations, they're really not relevant. It's up to the dog to let us know right. how things are going to work in a sense. Yeah. Yes. And each dog is an individual. They have different, like I said, genetics, learning histories, you know, and so we really have to do train. We really have to train the dog in front of us. Mm. And I'm going through the same thing with Jade because I've had two other service dogs that were amazing. And Jade's brand new. I've only had her for a year and I'm kind of expecting her to be like the other two. So um, really just focusing on the dog and not comparing, you know, probably, Unless you're a first-time puppy parent, you've probably had like an amazing dog before, and it's important mm. not to compare your new dog with your former dog. 100%. I agreed. Uh, so w- one last question that I want to put out there for you, and, and this is going less on, okay, this is what to do with your dog when you first bring them home, but what is your, maybe not main, but what's one big piece of advice that you have for the human? on those first few days, maybe what their expectations are be or how to handle stressful situations. Cause we all know little puppy is probably going to pee on your brand new jacket or rip up your shoes or something. So what's a piece of advice that you give to new pup parents, whether it's a puppy or a rescue for those first couple days, couple weeks of, of being a pup parent? Yeah. So the, the biggest advice, and, and I can say this because I'm, I'm not this person, but to, to have patience. And surprisingly, I have a lot more patience with dogs than I do humans, (laughs) but being very, very patient. And I think what, you know, from all of the posts that I read and try to answer on Facebook, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I, I always try to give people is just to have patience because this is like, you know, especially if you have a puppy, it's like bringing a newborn baby home. Mm. Um, And even with, with a new rescue or an adult dog, you know, some people expect their dogs to perform like on a high school or college level when their dog is still basically in preschool. Mm. And so really being patient. But then along with that, if you are frustrated, give yourself a break and say, it's okay to walk away and train another day. I've had to do that hundreds of times where it's just like, I'm frustrated. And if you're frustrated, your, your animal is going to feed off of that and they're going to be frustrated. So it's best to just say, okay, we're just going to take a break and don't get mad at the dog. Don't get mad at yourself and just try again another day. And I have found time and time again that when I do take that break, give my dog a break, we go back another day and it works beautifully. Mm, I love that. Super powerful. Um, I think these are 
awesome, awesome ideas, awesome tips for whether it's your first time being a pup parent or you're just bringing home a second dog. I really, really think that these principles, and again, I, I think so much in dog training, the more I learn about it, you know, the more I talk with you, Tracy, is it's about principles. It's like you said, yeah, here's the principles of what we want to do with the first few days and, and what we maybe want to accomplish, but each dog is unique, just like us as humans, yeah. you know, we all learn at different rates. We all learn differently. Some of us are visual learners. Some of us like to, you know, read things, but, you know, taking that patience, having, you know, the mindset of I'm going to stick with my dog no matter what. So let's work through those challenges. I right. love it. I had a really, really, my very first ever dog trainer when I got my first real search and rescue dog. And I was so excited to get into searching and scent work and tracking and all that and my dog came from Canada and our our trainer said now Tracy for the first week I don't want you to do anything other than feed and walk your dog and bond I want you to go for hikes I want you to go for walks feed your dog get him on a schedule I'm like what I can't start like scent work he goes no you've got to build a bond you've got to um so for the first week, I don't even want you to come to training. All you're going to do is hike, walk, and feed your dog. And that's what we did for the first week. But he turned out to be an amazing dog, so it was very worth it. Awesome. I love that. I love that additional tip there. So for you listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are feeling frustrated, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. It is difficult. Raising a dog, especially from puppyhood or a rescue, it is super, super tough. So stay patient, be consistent. And again, focus on that relationship with your dog and, you know, treating them in the sense that, you know, help them learn how you would want to learn. You know, you don't, you don't like teachers that yell at you all the time. You don't like teachers that get mad at you for every mistake. You like teachers that are patient with you, explain things to you and help you along the way. So do that for your dog. Exactly. I think you'll be golden. So yeah. Uh, thank you again, Tracy, for coming on. And and if, if if you guys love hearing Tracy's advice like I do, make sure you are in the private Facebook group. Um, you can search Pupford's 30 Day Perfect Pup, and there's a group on Facebook. Tracy is in there at least once a week doing lives. It's usually on Wednesday evenings, um, and it's yeah. a great place to get questions answered. Um, you can also set up one-on-one -on -one sessions, virtual sessions with Tracy through Pupford. Um, if you are needing just that extra bit of help, I know that we've had a lot of pup parents who've had great experiences with that. So thank you again, Tracy, for coming on. I, I really do appreciate it, uh, especially going this, you know, the second time on the same topic. Yeah, I think it was better the second time. I, I agree. And no one yeah. will know, right? No, they don't even know right. maybe what that first run was like. So yeah. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you're watching slash listening. Leave us a review. Leave us some feedback. We listen to all of it and we tweak episodes based on your feedback. So thank you again so much for listening and we will see you on the next episode.